0: Hello everyone, welcome to Overeaters Anonymous of Vision For You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., as in fellowship, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Tuesday, December 14, 2021, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in chapter 11 A Vision For You, On page 153 on the first paragraph, we will be reading and commenting on just that one paragraph only, which begins with, It may seem incredible that these men, and ends with, Our own recovery proves that. Today's readers are Valerie B., Terry J., Kathy S., Katie G., and Craig F. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Monday, December 13, 2021, are 18,229 for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, that's 18,229, and 18,230 for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, that's 18,230. OA Preamble. I will now ask Valerie B. to read the OA 12 steps.
1: Hello, this is Valerie B. And I'm going to read the 12 steps. Okay, one, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Continue to t- uh, 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out 11 having had a uh, 12 <laughs> having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to
0: practice these principles in all our affairs thanks valerie b I will now ask Terry J
2: to read the OA twelve traditions. Hi, my name is Terry J and I am a compulsive overeater abstinent for today. The twelve traditions of overeaters anonymous. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me serve.
0: Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book, and we will be reading and commenting on the first paragraph only on page 153, which begins with, It may seem incredible that these men, and ends with, Our own recovery proves that. I will now ask Kathy S.
3: To go ahead and read that for us. Thanks, Rebecca. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. It may seem incredible that these men are to become happy, respected, and useful once more. How can they rise out of such misery, bad repute, and hopelessness? The practical answer is that since these things have happened among us, they can happen with you, should you wish them above all else. And be willing to make use of our experience. We are sure they will come. The age of miracles is still with us. Our own recovery proves that. Um. Well, what an amazing paragraph. And uh, you know, I'm one as an addict, especially. I just love extreme extremes before and afters. Um, it was. It was kind of, I don't know, I kind of find it funny, I find it God, that uh, just last week, on last Tuesday, we were reading about the paragraph, about the chilling vapor that is loneliness, and and everything got thick and and becoming blacker, and then we talked about the four horsemen, terror, bewilderment, frustration, and despair and how we could all relate to that. And I actually gave a 10th step to my sponsor because as a big book reader, I'm like, oh, I still don't want to read that paragraph. I just don't want to go back into that darkness. And God answered by giving me this one, which is the complete opposite, um, talking about how we are to become happy, respected, and useful and it's just an example of God just making beauty out of ashes, the ashes of my life and my mistakes and, and everything back there, the darkness of this disease and how he has turned it into such beauty. We've talked about it recently about the gift of the fellowship, the friends that I have and the relationships that, that I have today. It fills my need for intimacy in a way that um I just never dreamed in a way that my family just can't do it because people in here understand me. They get my mind. And um, I just feel so loved and accepted. So thank you to all of you for that. Also in this paragraph, it talks about the practical answer. You know, the practical answer is all that matters. It doesn't matter how. It doesn't matter why. Just trust that it happened. Since this happened among us, it'll happen with you. And practical also reminds me that this is, this is a program of action, of practice. And so we have to be willing to make use of the experience of those who have what we want, right? This is more than a wish program, just like um, we hear a lot on this meeting. This is for, this program is for people who do it. And um, in that, you know, in showing up, in being willing, in our surrender, And just following instructions, we are given a gift of a miracle, a true heart transplant. And uh, my own recovery each morning I wake up just proves that miracles do happen. And I am so grateful for the power of God and his work on my soul. Um, It is definitely nothing short of a miracle. And there is nothing greater than to feel joy and a sense of usefulness no matter what's going on in my life. And um, so, yeah, my time's up. I could talk about miracles forever and uh, I just really appreciate this opportunity. So thank you all and uh, with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kathy S. Now, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you haven't shared on a vision for you on Monday, Friday, or Monday, and would like to share on the first paragraph on page 153 in the Big Book of AA, it may seem incredible but Recovery Proves That, please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last
4: initial. Charles Mr. Grace. Rita B okay.
5: Adrian N. Dara. L. 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 Nancy
4: P.
0: Liz E. UK. Christina J. Okay, so um wait a minute there uh who was from the UK? I had it but I lost it. Um, can you remind me? From the UK. Oh, Lizzie from the
6: UK? Liz
0: E. Yeah, Thank I did get it. it was it was the person before you I missed. Okay. So um let me tell you who I heard and I know there were people that I didn't cat uh Charles H. Reva P, Adrian M, Dara L, Liz E, and Christina. Did
7: you get Nancy P?
0: Oh, yeah, it was Nancy P. It was Nancy P. Okay. And then is it Nessa R? I think that's who I just heard. Okay, so... Here's Nancy P was the name I I left a space for. So let me just say it again. Charles H, Riva P, Adrian M, Dara L, Nancy P, Liz E, Christina, I can't remember, and Nessa R. And that's the lineup for now and then I'll take more names when Nessa is done. Charles H, go right ahead.
8: Good morning. Thank you for your service. Um yeah, so this is a powerful paragraph. The whole book is powerful. I ain't jacking. I like this. is my favorite paragraph. I love the damn book, straight up. And um, you know, it, 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 it's so it seems like it's popular to say, "Hey, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater." You know, this take work. You know, and um, truth be told, the closer you get to being a recovered compulsive overeater and staying a recovered compulsive overeater, the world's gonna hate you. They're going to hit you. And, um, you know, I live with that. And, and and I don't have a problem with that. I accept that. Um, so, you know, a lot of people poo-poo on the fellowship and they say, you know, it's God. But I need uh, uh, higher powers with skin on them to work this program. You know, and I'm, although I hear some people, and, and that's why I love um, recovered compulsive overeaters. They don't jack, hey, you need to say this and you need to say that you know what, I am I'm foolish and sick without the instructions in this book and without the people that had the experience that I need to help me to become happy, respected, and useful once more. That means, that means this paragraph tells me that, I, you know, when I, when I was feeding my addiction instead of feeding my recovery, I was not happy, I was not respected, and I was not useful. And, you know, uh, so the word fellowship is is in a book about 32 times. And in this paragraph, in this chapter, A Vision for You, chapter 11, if you're broken, beat up, disgusted, busted, and you want recovery, it's in here eight times. Eight times. 25% of the times in this big book is in A Vision for You. A Vision for You is an overview of how the program got started and how tough and rough it was. So I'm so grateful to be happy, respected, and useful. I'm not jacking it for myself. My community tell me. The people at work tell me. You know, I, I ain't jacking it because, for me, I'm busted, disgusted, and, and, and a broken bottle of mustard. So I'm grateful that the people around me, the people connected to me, can, can think so highly of me. And the age of miracles is still with us. Our own recovery proves that. So with that, I'm off this.
0: Thanks, Charles H. Reva P.
7: Good morning. This is Reva P. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. What's really striking me is happy, respected, and useful. And my idea of happiness before program was doing and getting what I wanted, when I wanted, how I wanted. And I think um, the word happy might not be exactly accurate, but I think it's more joy and contentment. And now it's about wanting what I have versus having what I want and being content with where I'm at. Um, And respected, um, that just reminds me how much shame I had about myself and what I was doing. in and out of the food Um, and having my own self-respect and I remember after doing my amends, you know that whole line that I could walk on the street and there's nobody that I have to avoid on the street. I can look people in the eye, that's like self-respect and useful, again I used to think I was useful but I was useful in the way I thought you needed me to be useful, let me tell you how to do everything. and now being useful is so much more humble and so much simpler. Um, It can be as simple as picking up a phone when another fellow um, needs some outreach. Um, But the thing that struck me the most is, you know, practical answer. This is not a theory. We're not just theorizing that it's possible at some point or whatever, like some quantum physics. It's practical because we see evidence of the results Right in front of my face when I go to meetings or I hear people on this line who are recovered. And how does it come about? I love the and. If I wish them above all else, I could wish all I want. But if I don't take action, I get nothing. Um, I'm in fantasy. Then there's an and. I am willing to make use of our experience. What does that mean? To follow the instructions that the first 100 people wrote in this book. If I follow the instructions in this book, I will get what they got. And it's miraculous, but it's not magic because it, like, it has been shared. It takes a ton of work. And I think the longer um, I'm in program, the harder it is um, because just go deeper and deeper. So uh, thank you, God, for the reminder. I can wish and I can want, but I have to do. Um, and take the action. And with that, I pass.
6: Thanks, Reva P.
0: Adrian
5: M. Hi, this is Adrian N as in Nancy from Florida. Um, I was asked by my sponsor to share, and so that's why I'm sharing because I don't normally, unless um, I'm in a face it's meaning and it comes around to me and I haven't been in one of those for a very long time because of COVID. So I'm reading the paragraph and I'm looking at and I'm trying to analyze like, um, and I see that I'm going into negativity. I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not the other thing, I don't do this, I don't do that. And I see that, you know, like yesterday I was in a funk, and today I'm not. And in the past, when I would go into a funk, I would be there for days, weeks, months. I'd be in going to relapse. And I I don't do that now. So, you know, there is growth, even though I don't realize it. You know, little things. So I'm not happy every single minute of every single day. But I'm happier than I used to be. Um, useful, I know I'm useful. I help my son and daughter-in-law and out. My daughter-in-law has been very ill. Um, I do a lot of things for a lot of people. And and I make I try to make other people's lives easier. And so I, have, I am respected. I have to respect myself in that I think I tried to be the best person I could be almost every single day. You know, not necessarily on days when I'm in a funk, but I was in a funk 24 7 when I'm in the food or before program, which was decades ago. So, you know, I have to see where I have growth. So the age of miracles is occurring in me, just like it's occurring in every one of us that comes on the line. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you. Thanks, Adrian N., as in Nancy. Uh, while Dara L. is unmuting, I'll just let the latecomers know that we read the first paragraph on page 153 in the big book. It may seem incredible. Through recovery proves that. Dara L.
4: Great. Thanks so much. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And, um, you know, I was thinking about the Dr. Silkworth quote and um, the doctor's opinion that says, you know, though perhaps he came to scoff, he may remain to stay. Um, and the fact that, you know, recovery is proof of miracles. And um, I certainly, <laughs> oh my God, you know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think this stuff was going to work. And in fact, I hated people who are happy, joyous, and free. I, I, I couldn't relate to them. I just didn't understand. And, you know, um, when this is sort of talking about the, the transformation that happens, I was thinking about, you know, how I lived before this program, you know, with like an inch of of, of vomit, you know, on my bathroom floor and just like tons of binge food in my house. And Um, you know, like had the shakes and and I, you know, stole money from every company I'd ever worked for, you know, um, cheated on every person I'd ever been in a relationship with and hated myself, hated myself, whether the outside world loved me or not. You know, I couldn't, I just couldn't understand, um, you know, what the point of all this was. And I, I, I I heard, you know, a lot of like honesty too in the shares that, you know, it doesn't, I'm not, I'm not always like lit up from the inside today. I'm not always feeling super useful, but I, you know, today I I love God. I'm so in love with God and what's more, you know, through God, I've learned to love myself and I don't want to kill myself anymore, which is like such a miracle that I'm not actively out to self-destroy me and everybody else. And I love that this paragraph talks about it, it being practical. You know, this is such, this program makes so much sense, you know, to me in the beginning, it seemed like, I, d- I didn't understand, like how is calling into some meetings and telling the truth about myself, you know, like I, I want you to love me. So if I tell the truth about myself, you know, everything I've done, like people are gonna hate me even, you know, more than I hate myself. And but like this, this counterintuitive program it is so practical, you know, and it really, um, I don't know. I've, I've I've learned to love me, and I've learned to to love being in this world, even in the moments when I'm not. Super happy, or you know, like in the moments when I don't uh, feel like, you know, oh look at me, I've done something so reputable or whatever. Um, I just, I like, I am, I'm, I'm starting to get that there's meaning and purpose in this life, you know, for me and for everybody else, and, you know, and if you feel super distant from this paragraph, if you're new and or you're in relapse or whatever, and feel blocked from God, or not in relapse, you're abstinent, but feel blocked from God. You know, my experience is, is that like that's okay. You know, just being honest about that and letting the light in, and doing the work, and 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 having that wish. You know, I didn't I didn't have a wish above all else um, for a spiritual experience. Thanks, I heard that. I just wanted to stop killing myself with food, and for me, that was enough to make a beginning. Um, and I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Dara L, Nancy P.
9: Hi. Good morning, Uh, Nancy P. Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. So grateful today. Um, It did seem incredible that I could become happy, respected, and useful. Um, I never felt like that, and you know, you know, all of this is these promises hardly seem. possible. They hardly seemed possible. These statements hardly seemed possible with relation to me. I mean, everybody's really said it. But, um, you know, I went from feeling all the things that it says, remorse, horror, hopelessness, fear, pain, and rage, anger, resentment, jealousy, all that stuff, you know, with regards to myself and especially with regards to other people who were already recovered, um, you know, I just never felt like it was going to happen for me. And, you know, the the question that I had was, when are we going to get to England? And the answer from my sponsor was, shut up and keep swimming. And um, she didn't actually say that. (laughs) And I didn't actually ask that. But I, I thought, when, when, when? But the answer was that I had to start at the beginning and I had to do what the book said in the order that it said. I always want to start at the end and backfill all the other stuff. And I couldn't even conceive of all this wonderfulness in my life with regards to my own life. I couldn't even imagine what it was. Imagine isn't even, I mean, it wasn't like it, you know, it, you don't can't imagine what you never had. You can't, don't miss what you never had. Um, and it was pretty torturous to see what I never had with other people and couldn't imagine me getting that. And, um, you know, I tell people when they call me, you know, they call me and they want to talk about something and, um, or, we, or I'll call somebody and we'll, the conversation will come around to this. And I say all the time, you know, this happened for me and, and it's for you too. It's abundant and it's available to everybody and it's free and it's especially for you. Just like what Bill said, you know, he um, he talks about this uh, life that he has, that he and his wife threw, threw himself into this new life and that he found that it works, especially in rough going. And I always say, I think it or it re- works even in rough going and i think it works especially in rough going and what i learned is that um it is all for me it is all for me and everybody it's all of it is for me too and um i feel it most acutely most acutely when i'm talking to somebody else when i'm in fellowship the the verb when i'm you know sponsoring somebody when i'm talking to somebody on an outreach call when i'm doing service and today Rather than the, all those awful things, the remorse, the horror, the hopelessness, the rage, the fear, the pain, I live in white light. And I feel like this this white light is just bursting out of me, even when I'm afraid, even when I'm angry. I don't have that awful, horrible, Paul, thank you, um, that I'm eating and that I'm hopeless. And um, with that, I'll pass.
0: Thanks, Nancy P. Liz E.,
6: Oh hello Um, good morning good afternoon Liz Eve elegant from the UK recovered compulsive overeater thank you everybody for your service today it's amazing I guess the words that stick out for me in this paragraph is the word incredible rise out of such misery and miracles um, I can only say that what has happened to me in the last two years Um, I've really been on an amazing journey of recovery. I've been in OA 10 plus years, but only through the incredible pandemic, I've had this amazing experience of finding recovery. And Vision For You is a a key part of that. And all the fellows that I have met through Vision For You and sponsors, it's just amazing. Um, It is a pure miracle. Where that today I understand the behaviors that I sabotage self-sabotage my life with Um, I understand how I press keep pressing the self-destruct button and that what those behaviors are I've got insight into those character defects today and today I can say I'm recovered one day at a time and it's just amazing this morning I have um, resigned from a job and because it's just not the right fit. I've done all the right things. You know, I've consulted God and I've done this and I've done that. This is completely new behavior for me um, to do this because I would have clung on and clung on to this job even though it's not a good fit. And um, do you know what? It just feels really healthy make a sane decision like that um, I've got other things in the pipeline but wow I've got new way a new way of doing life a design for living that the big book talks about and I've had an amazing conversation with a sponsee this morning and that is a miracle in itself that I can share my experience strength and hope about my own recovery and yeah it's just incredible and miraculous um and thanks for listening. I'll leave it there. Thank you thanks, Lizzie
0: Christina Jay
10: Good morning, everyone. Christina Jay from the state of Washington. I'm sitting in God's amazing grace of recovery today, and uh, you know, I always felt respected, always felt useful um but I was chased by misery and shame. And I just wanted relief from the misery of the fat and the misery of the extra weight. I mean, I had, didn't know what was driving me. I had no idea that jealousy, envy, loneliness, um, self the need for self-validation, the need to prove me, 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 was driving my insanity. I had no idea. I just wanted relief from the misery of my fat so that you could love me. I needed your love. Um, And when I started performing and I had to wear big, giant clothes on stage to hide, even in 113-degree weather, I would do that, people loved me, and I just couldn't put two and two together. And I wanted to say, just wait till I'm thin. Just wait. And then you can really respect and love me, and then I can become happy. But that never happened, and I chased and chased that forever and ever, and finally the food drove me to this program, which I had no idea where it was going to take me. After relapse, 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 I finally came to surrendering with an experience of walking away from some donuts that were really inviting and a perfect storm for me. That was my moment, and that's when God came in and said, make a call, action, action. Uh, be willing to make use of our experience. Take action. Connect. Get with your fellows. Um, it's a miracle. And you know, today I still have misery days, as many have shared. I still have uh, these little little monkeys come up and say, "Hey, hey, I'm still here. Don't you want to dance with me and be miserable today?" No, I don't. And I have a program that helps me walk away from that stuff and process it. And um, yeah. I mean, I do go into misery, and that's the deeper work for me, is that this old stuff from way back deep down inside myself that I buried with the food for years is coming up. The food's gone. I'm neutral. Thank God for today only, one moment at a time. But this stuff is coming up, and I get to heal on a deeper level. This is the beautiful journey that we're all on. We get to heal as. Beautiful souls and discover who we really are. Remember ourselves. Put ourselves back together to what we came in as innocent, beautiful souls that life started hitting us over the head with all this shit in life that <laughs> happens every day in our world. But today we have a miracle. We can walk this program. We can walk with each other. You guys are my best friends and fellows. I've got recovery today. And I'm still recovering spiritually and emotionally. And I love it. I mean, it's hard some days, but I'm so grateful when the darkness comes because God's showing me something else. Finish up. God's showing me something else. And I get to crawl to Him with my darkness and say, Help me, God. Help me. And it works. Thank you. I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Christina J. Nessa R. Hi, good morning, vision for you. This is Nessa R. I am a
11: recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada, and I've been recovered for 10 years by the grace of God through working the 12 steps in entire abstinence, and I normally don't don't talk about how long I've been recovered. The reason why I, I say it today is because uh, my first nine years in OA, I've been in way almost 19 years, um, no recovery happened for me. Um, and you know the answer is in this paragraph that we just read it says should you wish them above all else and be willing to make use of our experience so um i didn't wish it above all else um you know i I, you know there were things that i wished for more um the food um the um, avoidance of discomfort is what i wished above all else i didn't want to be uncomfortable I didn't want to change. Um, I wanted um, to for people to know how hard done by I was, what a victim I was. I wanted to ensnare people in the drama of my life, totally addict, addicted to the drama and to the self-pity. That's what I wished above all else, and, you know, another thing that I didn't do is Um, using our experience and what's that experience, you know. Um, It says uh, in how it works, which a lot of meetings read at the beginning of their format, but uh, I guess few people stop to think about it. It says, um, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path, you know. So I never thoroughly followed their path. And what is the path? Uh, If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to take – to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. And that is the path. The path is put the food down 100% and work these steps as outlined in this big book, you know, exactly in the same order, in the same way. And you know what? Um, I am so grateful to God that I eventually I got to that place where I wished it above all else and I was willing to make use of their experience because now I've been recovered for 10 years. um, I have beautiful relationships instead of acrimonious relationship that I used to have uh, before recovery. Um, The food is unneutral. uh, It's in a neutral place. I can go to any places I want and remain safe and protected. I can go to buffets. I can go to bakeries. I can go to um, you know, weddings and events and boards and all that kind of stuff and not be afraid that I'm going to pick up, um, you know, and and the most important thing uh, now is, you know, the, the freedom that I have. I'm not afraid of discomfort. I know discomfort is nice. a part of life. Um, thank you. Um, and I'm living life as an adult uh, without seeking refuge in the food. Um, but refuge in God, and with that I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nessa R. Well, if you haven't shared on a vision for you on Friday or Monday, and would like to share on the first paragraph on page 153 in the Big Book of AA, it Kelly, May incredible through recovery proves that. Please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. And I got Kelly F R S. Someone Karen G. K? Amy G. Amy G. Aaron K. And was there another name? Reggie O. Crystal P. Okay, and that's going to do it. Reggie O and Crystal P. Okay, so here's who I heard, and hopefully we'll have time for all of you. Kelly, either F or S. Amy G, Aaron K, Reggie O, and Crystal P. Kelly, F or S please let us know and go right ahead.
12: Hey, Rebecca, it's Kelly S. as in Stafford, Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, covered compulsive overeater and balloonic. Thanks for your service. Sorry, I was one of those people that jumped on you. Um, so I just really wanted to share on this paragraph um, because the age of miracles is still with us. So, you know, I've been around these rooms as you guys know for um I've been saying three decades, but it's getting close to four, but whatever. Anyway, um, so I constantly am shown things, and I'm like, wow, and I know that Bill and these writers were repetitive and stuff, but um, when it says, should, should you wish them above all else and be willing to make use of the experience, when I read that um, yesterday when I was studying ahead, I was thinking, hey, that's like the part in uh, uh, how it works, you know, where it talks about if you decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any link. So it's two things, you know, which other people have said, you know, if I want it, but then I have to do the work, right? And, you know, I heard an AA speaker the other day who um, has like 30 years of recovery, and um, he's an attorney, and he said the thing that really drew him to this is the evidence, because he's an evidence, you know, career, obviously, and there's evidence here of the miracles. And I also wanted to share with you guys that that – You know, when I came into the room, I was way too cool to be here. And so, like, this whole chapter and these paragraphs we've been reading are so kumbaya. I'm like, whatever. I just have an eating problem. I binge. I purge. um, I get to 100 pounds of weight. Uh, That's why I'm here. Whatever, you guys and all your fellowship crap. So (laughs) one of the, you know, things for me is that, you know, it talks about in, uh, uh, what is it, working with others, which as shocking as me that my my, for me, my sponsor pointed out, it says, you know, the main thing is uh, he'd be willing to believe in a power greater than himself and live by spiritual principles. I never saw that either. I didn't know when he came these rooms that was a requirement. As others said, you know, I stole from every job. I cheated in every relationship. I never thought about spiritual principles as a way of life. So the miracle for me today is this. I'm abstinent. I'm recovered. I am food neutral most days. I've had this entire psychic change, right? I'm living by spiritual principles. I'm actually an honest person and I have integrity. Sometimes life really sucks, but guess what? I want to do this work today. I want this relationship with God. And here's the thing. I'm so into this kumbaya crap now. Like I do love God. I do love the fellowship. You know, all this stuff I used to hear, but I'm like, I can't do this without you guys. You know, you are my godless skin, as we heard earlier fellowship has saved my life because it led me to god god is the solution god is somebody else that shows on this me all the time says it's a seek and rescue mission god was honey waiting for me i just had to run to god do this work do the work daily keep the food down and all this stuff does come true and i'm just so grateful that i never gave up on myself and i never gave up on god and god never I'm... gave up on me just do the just through the work glad to be here thanks rebecca
0: Thanks, Kelly S. Amy G.
13: Good morning. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Oh, my gosh, what an awesome meeting. Um, like everyone else is saying, you know, I mean, let me backtrack here. I don't know about you all, but when I think of miracles, I used to think that that's just about, you know, something nebulous out there, something, you know, you look up definitions smacks of the divine and, and, and it's not something for me uh, in that it's for, you know, American hockey teams and 34th street and that that was not something for me. But what this paragraph this powerful paragraph is saying is that it's not nebulous, that they've actually found a practical answer that gives us the divine, the, the powerful that allows me access to a power greater myself that creates a miracle. If I'm willing to do the work, it's a practical answer. By doing the practical things, I get a divine miracle, a higher-powered miracle. How is that possible? It's incredible. Everyone on the line has been speaking to it. Not only is it a practical answer, it's a common solution. It talks about that on page 17 of the, of the big book. In the chapter, there is a solution. We have a common solution upon which we can absolutely agree and join in brotherly and harmonious action. There's no secret code. It is putting the food down and the process of working these 12 steps. How incredible. It's repeatable. We have a way to access a repeatable solution that creates a miracle of transformation. It's happened in my life and it's happened that you know for, for so many of us. And I used to think I was terminally unique. And I guess what I want to say to the newcomer out there is that if 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 you're willing to do the work like I was and stop feeling terminally unique and thinking that miracles are not for you, they, they it's not. We have a repeatable, workable method that shows the possibilities and the endless recovery that is here, where the food not only calls. So I mean the food not only doesn't call anymore but gives us access to a way of dealing with life that I never even dreamed possible of handling life on life terms, a new set of tools, a new way of living life, and connection to a power to me that is divine, that creates that miracle where I am neutral with the food and I am sane. How incredible is that? A miracle that's created by by practical action. I'm so grateful to be here today. If I
0: can do it, you can do it. We can do what we could never do alone. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Amy G. Erin
14: Kay. Good morning, everybody. My name is Erin Kay, Recovered Compulsive Leader in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, you know, Embedded in the word hopelessness is the word hope. And um, I was definitely hopeless when I, I felt pretty hopeless when I first introduced myself as a newcomer on this meeting. And I didn't really know what to expect. But a woman called me and told me about her, you know, her own story, and I, when we hung up, I felt this little glimmer of hope, and I just kind of latched onto that, and I made use initially of the experiences of people that I heard on this and other meetings and on her experience. And I I basically traded in my food addiction for a hope addiction. And then I started to build up my own experience of calling people, of, you know, listening to their stories. And, And every call gave me a little bit more hope to keep going. And I recently heard on an awesome Sunday special edition, something that really summed up my experience, which is that. Prayer doesn't change outcomes. It changes the person praying. And I realized, you know, that that's where where it is. You know, pray. I prayed to be changed. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like I, I don't pray for miracles. I don't pray for outcomes. I pray to be, have my eyes opened and be shown that my life is a miracle. And, And most days I really do see it that way. And I've kind of, you know, I'd, I haven't hurt myself with food in six months. And, to, you know, I look back and I think, wow, that outcome is incredible. It is a miracle. And I'm working with, with um, you know, somebody now who's really struggling in that hopelessness, you know, angry, full of self-pity. And, you know, to anyone who is in that place, I'm just going to hopefully add my little glimmer of hope to this line of hope here and say that, you know, if you're willing, you make use of our experience and build up your own little experiences, you know, call by call, day by day, and a miracle can happen for you. So with that, I will pass. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks, Erin Kay. Reggie O.
15: Hi. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. This is Reggie O. outside San Antonio in Pipe Creek, Texas, and I'm grateful they recovered today. Um, you know, when I when I read this paragraph, I think about a couple of things in the big book that, that really stood out for me. And it's about how you can, you know, when someone has recovered, they've gotten this. You you, you don't they don't even have to open their mouth, right? It's like when ebby came to ebby was recovered when he had that, you know situation with bill w in bill's kitchen and bill said there was something about his eyes he but he didn't know what it was but there was something about his eyes and dr silkworth talked about someone he had treated who was hopeless i mean he had all sorts of deterioration of all kinds considered himself hopeless a year later the doctor didn't recognize him he had changed into a man brimming over with uh all of the things that this talks about and you know i um I I've had the most <laughs> literally amazing experiences this year in my life and there's so many of them are attributed attributable to recovery. I uh, lived in California for <clears throat> so about over a decade and it was time to leave this past uh, spring. And I I didn't know where I was going but I knew I was headed back east and um and uh so uh things just happened, you know. I prayed I prayed. I didn't try to figure it out. I prayed, and um, and I uh, was uh, offered a place in Bernie, Texas, um, for six months on this big, beautiful property house sitting, and that that came from uh, that came from uh, what a what an insight that I had uh, about about Burney, Texas. And then after I got here, uh, a couple of friends of mine. Uh, that i hadn't seen in twelve years, took me out for my birthday lunch and said and then offered me this proposition which i've been living in since uh for about a week now, and that was they had a an unfinished guest house that they that they uh completed into a tiny house for me and I'd looked at tiny houses forever and this is relevant in that I am in a location completely different than I ever expected myself being. But relating it to the 12 steps, when I was leaving California, I gave away everything that I had except what would fit in my car. And I'd never done that before. I mean, it's like getting rather than giving, right? And I had the most amazing experience of giving to people, you know. It was just like a relationship was created in the giving and then you know, and then i I came here, and everything's been given to me, and now I live in this tiny house and i'm getting to, i'm having to uh do what I've always wanted to do, and what the steps helped me do is clear the clutter. I don't have space, I want clarity and order and beauty and harmony, you know, and that's happening because i have i'm living in a tiny house and just continuing to let go and we're keeping the things that bring me joy, happiness, and um, usefulness, and it's amazing the transformation. Um, and, um, and I didn't figure it out; it was figured out by a power greater than myself. So, thanks for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Reggie O. Crystal P. will be our last person to share this first hour.
11: Hi, good morning. This is Crystal P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. The full program, I tried so hard. I did everything I knew how to do to be happy, respected, and useful. And I really thought, you know, if you gave me everything I want, then I'd be happy. If you respected the lines that I'd drawn and... I had to stand up for myself and protect myself. Only then I could be respected by people in my life. And for me to be useful, I had to push my solution on people. I had to fix them. I had to, they, if they would only just take the help I was giving them, then I could feel useful, you know. Um, but when I came into program, I just I stopped trying. I just started practicing these steps, and God transformed me. And these things just happened on their own. I realized that, you know, as I started to give up myself and care about other people, I just automatically became happy. When I started to act with integrity and, and do things sincerely for the sake of doing them, not for the outcome, people started respecting me. And when I started to help people the way God wanted me to help them, not the way I thought they should be helped, when I started not caring about how I'm going to save the world, but actually just being good to the people in my life, I started to become useful. And the best part is, I wasn't trying to do these things. They just, they just came out of me because I wanted to do them. And I realized that this program is not, thank you, God, it's not about me changing my habits because I could not have even known that that's what would lead to being happy, respectful, and useful. You know, God actually changed, changes my motivations on the inside. It's an inside-out transformation. You know, and I'm so grateful because I could not have imagined the kind of person that I could be, but God saw possibilities in me that I could not have seen for myself. You know, and I've lost over 100 pounds. My my dad doesn't recognize me sometimes, you know, but the real difference is I don't recognize that girl who, you know, who I was three years ago, four years ago. She is so different on the inside. I don't recognize her at all. And the best part is if I keep practicing these steps and I keep working the program one year from today, I won't recognize who the girl is today because that's how, how amazing the transformation is and there's no end to it. I will just keep changing and growing and becoming more and more um, of this happy, respected, useful person that God has imagined for me to be right from the beginning. Thanks for letting me
0: share. I pass. Thanks, Crystal P. Thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Tuesday, December 14th, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 18236, that's 18236. Please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will KDG please read A Vision for You, our book is meant to be suggestive only, to the end of the page.
16: Good morning, Rebecca. Thanks for your service, KDG Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. A Vision for You, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick.